Welcome to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Connie and Barry Strom. Your hosts are here to speak the words of the spirits and answer your questions. Now, here are Connie and Barry. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife. I'm Barry Strom, your host. Now, God has blessed me with a very unique ability to speak the words of the spirits, and our goal is to use that gift to bring you true information as to what happens when you leave your human life and your soul enters the afterlife. And I'm Connie Strom, your co-host. Last week, we discussed how members of the military are judged when they return to heaven after having taken the lives in the line of duty. We also played a Memorial Day message that was given by Archangel Michael, which was fantastic. This was a great show that brought a lot of information. All of our shows are available on our YouTube channel in the name of Barry Strome. We now have over 460 shows available on the channel. Our videos cover all aspects of the paranormal and supernatural. And best of all, they're free to the public. Each Wednesday morning, we even bring you a weekly message from Jesus. A fact that we have observed is that science and technology often lead individuals away from God. Many of our most intelligent scientists were either agnostics or atheists. This morning, we're going to interview the spirits of three highly intelligent individuals, Nikola Tesla, Albert Einstein, and Stephen Hawking. Okay, Connie, let's begin by speaking with Mr. Tesla. He was an incredible intellect, a great pioneer in the early work with electricity, had many, many patents, many inventions. Many great ideas. Thank you so much, Mr. Tesla, for agreeing to join us today. Would you like to begin with a message? Yes, I would. I want to thank you for allowing me to speak today. It's very difficult for us on this side to get messages through. But today is an exception, and I'm quite thankful for it. My life was very interesting in many respects. Yes, I was blessed with a great intellect. That was a gift of God. He gave it to me, and now I understand that. When I lived my life, I wasn't as sure about the existence of God. Many of the things that I deducted, many of the inventions that I made, Many of the things that came into my mind, I really didn't truly understand. I would get a concept, and then I and my staff would work on these ideas. So many things have changed, especially since I came over on this side, and I know you have a bunch of questions for me, so let's begin. Okay, how did you receive these inspirations for your many inventions? I would actually receive them in in dreams. I would see them actually have visions. I never had to sleep much, two, three hours a night, and I worked intensely on all of my projects. I always thought that the ideas were just simply coming to me, that my mind was making up these different concepts, but... When I arrived over here, I realized that my guides were doing much of the work, the angels were coming to me, 
I had very few visual incidents, but many of the ideas did come to me into the short periods that I would sleep. Did you ever consider yourself a mystic or a psychic? No, absolutely not. I I was raised in a Christian atmosphere, but the more that I became, science, shall we say, scientifically oriented, <clears throat> the more I believed that there was a way to answer everything. I never, I never really considered myself a psychic, but as I said before, I did receive messages. Did you really invent a machine that would produce a death ray? I had a concept for a machine that would produce what was probably what you would now refer to as a as a laser ray. It was late in my life and I did not really come up with a concept where I could produce the ray. I had the idea that it could be produced and I wanted to use it so that we could bring help bring peace. I felt that the that the country that had such a weapon would be able to use it to prevent others from attacking them. Today, as I look around, I see that all of these incredible weapons that you have, and I see that lasers are being truly used and will probably be the weapon of the future. So I never was able to produce it but I truly had the concept for it. Uh, as you mentioned, you were raised an, an Orthodox Christian, and your father wanted you to become a priest. How did your early life affect your belief structure? My parents were indeed strong Christians. They wanted me to go to, to be a priest. They wanted me to be able to follow the footsteps of others that spoke of God, but I had many problems believing much that was in the Gospels. I thought that some of the foundation of Christianity was based upon was not really based on truth. There were so much many things in the Gospels that it was hard for me to believe. I started to have doubts being of a scientific ilk. I found it very difficult for my personal belief structure to be built on a foundation that I felt had so many holes in it. I drew away from Christianity. I believe that I would consider myself more of an agnostic. I don't think that I ever truly became an atheist. My upbringings did lay a foundation. However, there were many parts to that foundation that created problems for me. So would you say then that the Bible is what pushed you away from Christianity? It was a large part of it. 
I just simply could not believe some of the stories, such as Adam and Eve, Noah. There were just so many things that did not make any type of any kind of sense to me. Mm -hmm. I wanted, I wanted to believe, but the more that I read the Gospels, the more problems that I had with my belief structure. What were your beliefs concerning God? I had doubts because there was no way I could prove it. I was basing everything that I did on science and technology. I was very advanced in my thinking. I was working with electricity, which in at the turn of the century was a new field. We were trying to do many, many different things. I knew, I felt, I guess, that there had to be more, but I could not conceive of any way of proving it. So what was your personal philosophy concerning religions in general? I thought that religions in general were very dangerous. I thought that they were deluding people. I thought that in many instances they were leading them in the wrong direction. I never truly felt that an individual had to rely on an organized religion if indeed there was anything as an afterlife. I felt that peace and harmony were very important in people. I felt that they needed to show love and get along, coexist. So many of the things that I tried to build my life on, as it turns out, are the teachings of God. Indeed. Did you think humans had souls? No. I did not think humans had souls. I felt that when you died, that that was the end. That was uh, a very large mistake that I that I made. So what was your biggest shock when you passed over? That it wasn't over. On the moment that I breathed my last breath, all of a sudden, everything changed. My family members were there. There were actually angels. And it was this best colors. It was, it was incredible. So merely the fact that there was something there was my, my greatest shot. How are you judged by your guides? I was judged fairly. My guides pointed out that I had made a huge mistake in my belief structure towards God. I had never really tried to convert other people into not believing in God, so that was a good thing. My guides pointed out that I had had many, many great ideas and that my ideas would help humanity. They pointed out that I truly believed in peace. They pointed out that I did many things that I did. I did many things that would help humanity. And in reality, I did very few things that would hurt other people. So I was 
I was judged fairly, very fairly, considering many of my of the things of which I spoke. Okay, you definitely were a firm believer in peace and human unity. It appears that little progress has been made since your death in 1943. Do you see any way we can have peace in humanity or human unity? As we watch from over here, we see a civilization that refuses to learn from their mistakes. It is a civilization with great potential. God has created a civilization and he's spent much time trying to build unity and peace and coexistence. His teachings have worked on many other planets. And since the human culture is very young, we are very hopeful over here that they can educate themselves and that they can follow the teachings that need to be followed in order to truly advance. However, for thousands of years, man really hasn't made much progress. The advent of atomic weapons and weapons of mass destruction bring a new chapter into the evolution of humans. Humans have got to learn to control these weapons. Other cultures throughout the galaxy have done it. So it is not a unique concept that these things can be controlled. But man has got to rid themselves of weapons that can lead to their total destruction. Indeed. Do you think God made a mistake when he gave humans free will? He certainly made it more challenging for them. I'm not going to sit here and say that God had made a mistake. <laughs> that is not the way things work over here. <laughs> Correct. But he certainly, he, he tried to create a civilization where humans made their own decisions and created their own destiny. And that's what free will did. Others said many civilizations have failed. Many planets have failed. And free will will either lead them to make the proper decisions or it will lead to their destruction. Do you have any thoughts on what we can do to make the future of mankind more positive? Show love, coexist, except the fact that everyone is the same all souls are are the same they're unique but they're all creations of god they just simply have to learn to get along mr tesla thank you so much you've given us some wonderful wisdom here uh would you have a final message for us yes i want to tell all of you that great intelligence science, technology, they should lead you towards the concept of a single deity rather than lead you away. Keep in mind that God is capable of breaking all of the rules of physics. He did it when he created the galaxy. God has got ultimate powers. 
you will never be able to prove them. As you advance, you will gain more and more ideas. You will understand better what God is truly capable of. But you have got to eliminate weapons of mass destruction from your lives. You've got to coexist. You've got to show love. And you've got to understand that all individuals are created, truly created equally. It is not that individuals of different skin colors are different. Once you arrive over here, you will find out that all souls truly are the same. Over here, we're soul energies. When you're over there, you have a soul energy as well. But you have a physical energy. It's the divergence of the soul and the physical energies that can create great problems for evolution into the future. You need to understand that the key to advancement is truly love and understanding. So I thank you so much for allowing me to come through today. I know I've been able to speak with you before, and I've always enjoyed it. So should you wish me to come back, I will be happy to do so. Thank you so much. Okay, let's take a short break. We'll be back in two minutes, and we're going to channel with the spirit of Albert Einstein. Connie and Barry will be back after a few words from our sponsors. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Is death the end of the journey of the soul or a time of new beginnings? Is there proof of an afterlife? What would historic figures say if they lived today? Psychic and channeler Barry Strom uses his gift of spirit communication to answer these questions and explore all aspects of the hereafter. Have all the information necessary not to fear life's final journey. Tune in to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Connie and Barry Strom. Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Psychic and author Barry Strom has now published nine books dealing with supernatural subject from ghosts to aliens. His most recent books, Messages of God and Messages of the Prophet Muhammad for a Modern World, bring you the channeled messages of the founders of Christianity and Islam. Their words are intended to guide their followers through these modern times. These books are available in softcover and ebook on Amazon.com. Signed copies of all of Strom's books are available on his website, www.barrystrom.com. Welcome back to Spirit Speak, Exploring the Afterlife. 
Here are your hosts, Connie and Barry Strom. Okay, welcome back, everyone, and thank you for tuning in and listening to our show. Connie, let's begin to channel with the wonderful mind of Albert Einstein. Welcome back, Mr. Einstein. Would you like to begin with a message for our listeners? Yes, I would. I've been with you before, and I certainly enjoyed the questions and the opportunity to, to, to speak. I want everyone to understand that intellectual ability should not be a pathway to atheism. I made many mistakes. I was blessed by God. I didn't truly understand all that until I came back onto this side. But they were quick to point out that it was only through the blessings of God that I was able to do what I did. I would hope that everyone out there that listens understands that all of the things that take place around you, like the birth of a baby, the beauty of nature, the miracle of the oceans, these are all things that are the result of the actions of a true God. I wish that I had understood more, but as they say, knowledge is when you understand that the more that you know, the more that you really don't know. So anyway, thank you for having me back. Looking forward to it. Connie, I know you have questions there. <laughs> I do. Uh, your influence was critical to President Roosevelt beginning the Manhattan Project, which was the development of the at atomic bomb. Did that not go against your pacifist beliefs? I truly wanted peace, and, pa and I was a pacifist. I thought that good could triumph over evil without having to go to war over it. The Nazis proved that I was not correct. Germany was actually working on a project to create an atomic weapon. They had wonderful scientists over there, and I understood that if they got it first, there was no doubt Hitler would use it. So I went to, we wrote letters to President Roosevelt, spoke with him, and told him that we felt that the United States needed a project of its own so that they could create the atom bomb first. That was how I became involved in the Manhattan Project. Now as I look back and I see that there are thousands of nuclear warheads around the world, it makes me very sick. It was, as I look back, still a necessity that the United States came forth with their research. Sadly, that research became public knowledge to many other countries that did not have the moral discipline of the United States. So the results are incredibly sad to me, but it was a necessity. I believe you. 
Later in your life, you became in favor of socialism and critical of capitalism. Will you explain your political beliefs at that time? Well, I was having troubles. After the Second World War, I realized that the Cold War was, was a reality. The Soviets had nuclear weapons. Proliferation was simply a way of life then. It was truly possible that humans could have been wiped out in a matter of hours. I thought that capitalism was not truly looking out for the people. Social nets were not what they should be. People were living and still living in poverty. I felt that a true social socialism would be the way to go. But then I also saw what the Soviet Union did with their concept of socialism. There are always people that want to take control. There are always people that want to exert their will over all of the other individuals, the ones that live under them. My, my beliefs changed as I lived my life. I now truly know that socialism and communism are the worst, will never work. I also know that socialism in its purest form will never be practiced because there will always be people that want to take control. That is for sure. You referred to yourself as an agnostic. Why did you become an agnostic? I couldn't prove the existence of God. I felt that God could not be proved. I felt that much of the information contained in the Gospels were incorrect. I felt that there was no way that a God would allow much of what was taking place. The Second World War took millions and millions of people. It almost destroyed the Jewish community. In my mind, I could not logically think of a God that would allow all of those things to take place. What went through my mind and all of my logics and scientific abilities simply drew me away from the concept of an all-powerful God. So your opinion of the Bible is the same as Mr. Tesla's? Too many inaccuracies in yeah. your mind? Yes. If you look closely at the details of the Bible, it looks in many ways like a fairy tale. It lays a foundation of an individual that returns to do good. In my mind, it, uh, when I walked the earth, it never gave me proof that this individual could have been anything more than a prophet, than an individual that just simply wanted to do good for others. I had trouble with the concept of the events 
that took place after the crucifixion of Jesus. I did not believe the resurrection was physically possible. There were many things, in spite of the blessing of intellect that God gave me, there were many deductions that I made that were simply not true. You stated, the word of God is for me nothing more than the expression and product of human weakness. Would you like to explain that a little further for us? I felt that reliance upon religion was a prop for people. I thought that an individual should be strong enough to live a good life, to do things without having to rely on an organized religion, without having to, re or to rely on the words that were in the Bible. I felt that individuals that could not see be through the fallacies of the Gospels were very weak. And that statement that I made, and I wish I had not made it, now that I'm over here, obviously, yeah. but that statement really reflected those beliefs. Why do you think that scientists fail to believe in God? Because God intentionally makes it very difficult to prove his existence. You have to have faith. Faith and science and technology do not go hand in hand. Faith is a mental aspect of belief. Science and technology is proof. When you prove something scientifically, then that becomes a known fact. When you try to prove the existence of God, it leads you down paths of faith. You cannot believe in God without faith. God intentionally is not going to allow you to prove his existence. God wants you to have faith. God wants you to believe, and through that belief, you can understand the concept of faith. He's not going to come out and say, this is a fact that I am here. He wants you to believe, understand, and have faith that he truly exists, which he truly does. Did you think that humans have souls? No. I felt that when people died, that that was the end. I could not prove the existence of a human soul. So therefore, I did not believe. Hey, what was your biggest shock when you passed over? Same as Nicole said, when I thought that it was over, all of a sudden I was surrounded by this incredible color, by this incredible beauty, by people that had died before me, <clears throat> by angels. I could not fully comprehend 
in my soul energy what was taking place. I thought, I suddenly realized that many of the things that I thought were fact were indeed fiction. I realized after I became more acclimated truly what God intended. If you have great faith, then there is no doubt that your passage upon death is an incredible event in your life, if not the greatest event. In spite of my great intellectual abilities, which was a gift to God, it was impossible for me to have the faith that I needed to make that jump. So what was your biggest shock when you passed over? As I just said, it was the fact that heaven still existed. I'm sorry. How were you judged by your guides? I was judged very fairly. I tried to do a lot of good things with my life. I tried to live a life that was based on many of the concepts that God put into my heart that I did not understand how they got there. I felt that many things were required for humans to advance, and I tried to pursue those. What would you tell us about the future of mankind? The future of mankind is very much in doubt. The fact that mankind cannot accept the concept of coexistence, of love for all, of great equality, the fact that man cannot accept faith that there is a God, now, many of the things are contrary to my thoughts, but if people accept those concepts, then the future of mankind can be assured. What is your opinion of our educational system today? The most important part of an education is understanding what came before you. You need to believe that the mistakes of the past should not be made in the future. If what you're seeing today is an educational system that is erasing memories of the past and lessons of the past, then you're looking at an educational system that will cause the failure of the future of our youth and of our political systems. Yeah, I truly believe that, too. Now that you're on the other side, are any of your findings, such as the theory of relativity, in error? Now that I'm on the other side, I understand that God is, is capable of changing any of the laws or physical ideas that we had in life. The idea that God gave us these incredible knowledge, 
he hoped that he we would use that to show that faith becomes one of the most important decisions that a human soul can make. You have to have faith that he exists. Many of my concepts that I thought were in stone have exceptions to them. As Nicole said, the more that you learn, the more that you will understand how much there is to be learned. Yes, thank you so much for once again joining us. Do you have a final message for us? Yes. I would hope that all of you out there understand that science and technology is the key to the future. But if that science and technology is used to lead individuals away from God, then science and technology will be the grave digger for humanity. You must understand that weapons of mass destruction must be controlled. Individuals have got to understand that there is no real advantage in having the ability to wipe humans from the face of the earth. What good is a weapon that will create your own self-destruction? Have faith that if you trust in individuals that are oriented towards coexistence and love, that your culture can exist far into the future. When you advance a little more, you understand that there truly are other, con other civilizations on other planets that have conquered this belief and idea. So thank you for allowing me to come back and speak again. I truly enjoy doing it, and I will remain available should you wish me to come back. And I thank you for that. We totally enjoy having you. Okay, let's take another short break. When we come back, we're going to communicate with the spirit of T Stephen Hawking. Connie and Barry will be back after a few words from our sponsors. A little birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Psychic and author Barry Strom has now published nine books dealing with supernatural subject from ghosts to aliens. His most recent books, Messages of God and Messages of the Prophet Muhammad for a Modern World, bring you the channeled messages of the founders of Christianity and Islam. Their words are intended to guide their followers through these modern times. These books are available in softcover and ebook on Amazon.com. Signed copies of all of Strom's books are available on his website, www.barrystrom.com. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Is death the end of the journey of the soul or a time of new beginnings? Is there proof of an afterlife? What would historic figures say if they lived today? 
psychic and channeler Barry Strom uses his gift of spirit communication to answer these questions and explore all aspects of the hereafter. Have all the information necessary not to fear life's final journey. Tune in to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Connie and Barry Strom. Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife. Have a question for Barry or their guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Now, I hope you've listened to those first two segments. We're going to have another great one here. Honey, let's speak with Stephen Hawking. Welcome, Mr. Hawking. We really appreciate your joining us as well. Would you like to begin with a message? Absolutely. I'm not going to be left behind with this group. (laughs) I want to thank you as well for allowing me to return. There were many concepts in my life that I helped many with, but there were many personal concepts I had that were truly wrong. I could not prove the existence of God. It frustrated me. I tried to do it, but there was absolutely no way that I could find proof that God existed. And because of that, I made a poor decision. I want everyone out there to understand that truly there is a God. If I was, if I, my soul had just simply died, you would not be hearing from me now. So you are finally hearing the proof that I could not find. I never would believe that individuals could speak with spirits on the other side. I was also wrong about that. Now, I'm thankful that I can come through and give messages. So, Connie, I know that you also have questions for me. I do. I don't play favorites. Now that you're on the other side... What would you tell atheists to try to help them see the light that there truly is a God? I would tell them that they're never going to be able to prove it. I would tell them that God truly does exist. I would tell them to pay attention to some people that claim they can speak to spirits from the other side. I would tell them that the fact that ghosts exist. And today there's many ways that you can prove the existence of spirit, of spirit presence. That that is proof that there is an afterlife. I would tell them not to become so conceited in their own ideas that they can't open their heart to believe that things exist outside of science and technology that cannot be proven. If they do that, I think that they would come to the conclusion that maybe there really are things that cannot be proven. What was it that brought you to, to the conclusion that there was no God? As I said, I simply couldn't prove it. I lived in a, in a world of numbers, of concepts, 
of mathematical ways of proving things, of scientific certainties. I worked all my life at being very specific. My concepts were conceptual in many ways, but they were always based on a foundation, a foundation that I could prove and a foundation that others could follow the logic of. I was a person that did not have faith in things I couldn't prove. Now that you are on the other side, what argument would you use to prove the existence of God? I would use the argument of probability. The probability of two cells coming together at conception and becoming a human body with billions, if not trillions, of cells. There is no way that that type of logic can ever be proven. So look at that, something like that, and believe that to be a miracle. I know scientists do not accept the fact of miracles, but they exist. You can hear people speak of miracles. You hear Barry speak of his miracle of healing. There are many things that you will never be able to prove. So leave room in your heart to believe that God truly does exist. Once you get on the other side, you will all understand the fact that God truly exists, heaven exists, and the afterlife exists. But you will never be able to prove it until you are given the ability to cross the dimension of human life into the dimensions of the afterlife. Why is it that science and technology tends to lead people away from God? Because individuals involved in technology and science generally have a fairly large intellect, they feel that they have the ability of proof. They have the ability, they get concepts. I got concepts in my mind, and I never understood truly where they come from. People have to understand that they're given divine guidance. A scientist will not accept that easily. He will think that it is his highly intelligent mind that came up with the idea, but the idea is often a concept that has been placed in their mind by the guides by spirits, by angels, by God himself. Scientists live in their own little world. They will try to teach others only what they believe and what they prove. They're never going to be allowed to prove the actuality of the existence of God because it's a requirement of faith, and faith and science do not go together. Yeah, so if science and technology are the key to the future and mankind needs the teachings of God to advance, how could there be any future for humans? When you phrase it like that, it appears like there can't be. But science and technology has got to shake hands with faith. 
they have got to learn that they will not prove everything. As they learn more about the universe, they will find out that many of the rules that they thought were fact are going to be, in fact, fiction. They have to open their hearts to faith. That's the whole key to it. What was your biggest surprise when you passed over? Same as with my friends here. I couldn't believe what was taking place. I was so happy to get out of my wheelchair, but I never thought that that would happen. All of a sudden, my soul was free. I was living in this incredible dimension. The colors were fantastic. Those that passed before were with me. My guides were telling me things. I mean, it was... I always considered myself a fairly bright individual. But what was what I was seeing was far beyond anything I could have ever comprehended. How were you judged by your guides for your outspoken atheism? I did I was for the for the fact that I did try to lead others away from God. I was given karmas that I will have to use in my future lives. I truly wish I had not done it. I did. But all in all, in spite of the karmas that I, the future karmas that I will have, I was treated very fairly. Do you think God made a mistake when he gave humans free will? I heard the answers of my friends, and I now, now on the other side, I'm not going to disagree with him either. <laughs> but free will is the key to development. Of the soul. And souls cannot develop without free will because the individual soul has to make decisions and has to carry out its own life. What will you tell us about the future of mankind? I so agree with those that have come before me. Mankind has got to do away with these weapons of mass destruction. There's will always be some sick evil individual that will use them. As we watch over here, we're not sure we have the answers to how this will take place, but we know that it must take place. Why do you think very intelligent people use their intelligence to prove that there's no God, rather than use their intelligence to prove that there is a God? Because it is many intelligent people think that everything must be proven. Faith and intelligence often do not go hand in hand. Many intelligent people just simply will not accept the concept of a God that they cannot prove. Mr. Hawking, thank you so much for joining us again. Uh, do you have a final message for our listeners? Yes. I want all of you out there to realize that God is very real. The three of us could not be talking to you now if there was not a heaven and an afterlife. And there are many things that our current scientists are proving that they will find out is not actually fact. As time goes on, God is going to make more things apparent to you. He will bring you guides. He will show you things. He will arrange 
for humans to truly understand things like life on other planets exist. Open your hearts to faith. You do not have to prove everything in life. There are many things that you will never be able to prove. But if you advance the thought process, do away with weapons of mass destruction, use all of your energies towards the advancement of human culture, do all of the things that can lead to humans advancing. Do not put your time into developing things that can be used to destroy all life. So thank you so much for allowing me to come through today. I appreciate it. We are available when you need us. We'd like to, I'd like to thank all three of you. You all have wonderful messages with your intelligence. Let's hope a lot of people listen to it. Okay, next week, we're going to speak with the spirits of three famous psychologists, Carl Jung, Sigmund Freud, and Timothy Leary. Now, in case you don't remember Timothy, he was a huge proponent of psychedelic drugs. And with the legalization of drugs today in many parts of the country, I thought it'd be very interesting to hear from him. So tell your friends about our next show next week. They're going to thank you for it. I currently have nine books listed on Amazon. My latest book, Messages of Muhammad for a Modern World, consists of messages as a prophet that we've channeled from him in numerous sessions. All of my books are on Amazon. Those books are in soft cover as an ebook, English, Spanish editions. We try to do something for everyone. All the copies are available on barrystrom.com. And I would like to thank you all for joining us on the Voice America Variety Radio Network. Please give us a thumbs up and tell your friends about our show. If you'd like to see more of our channelings, as we said, we have 460 videos now covering all aspects of the afterlife on our YouTube channel. It's in the name of Barry Strong. We are trying to dedicate our lives into bringing you information about what takes place on the other side. Today was very interesting because we had three of the greatest intellects ever, and they told you that there has to be faith and that God truly exists. So, I hope that you enjoyed the show. Please join us Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Radio Network. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Spirit Speak, Exploring the Afterlife with Connie and Barry Strom. Tune in next week for another informative and inspiring episode on the Voice America Variety Channel at 9 a.m. Pacific Time.